Good morning. Janine, I do believe that God was touching your ankle this morning, even though you feel it or not. You know, when you have issues for a long time, sometimes you always think it's someone else. No matter how many times you prayed, uh, it only takes one prayer, one moment, one touch to be healed. Amen. And once you're healed, you don't think about all the people that pray for you, just think about your healing. Amen. So we don't want to give up. So this morning, I'm just, if you don't know me, my name is John Arthur. I'm on the preaching team. I do submissions. It's going to increase when I was there last time. God did amazing things. Young people got saved. Amen. Church of 20, probably seven or eight young people got saved in their 20s and 30s, and it's real. You can, adults will say it's a good sermon. Youth won't. Adult will say that was good. I was touched. But a youth, when they're crying, weeping, touch, it's real. Amen. So we, one thing heaven really values is childlikeness, not childishness. Child, children want their own way, want it now, but childlikeness is be on your way. You know, we heard from BB about praising before. Hannah was barren, but she changed the countenance of her face when she heard the prayer. Before Samuel was even born, amen. But I want to talk today about settled or soaring. Settled or soaring. We're going to look at Moses. We're going to look at Moses as God was speaking to Moses to, to bring the people out. He was talking to two people. He was, Moses was dealing with God, but he was also dealing with Pharaoh. And so there's two voices. We're talking to God, but we're also hearing the voices of Satan trying to keep us from the freedom, amen. And I felt led during worship to tell this story. I preached on it a little bit. My sermon's not real long today. So don't worry, we'll be out plenty of time for the baptisms, amen? And that was always, baptisms, John, why do we watch it? Because everything's done in public. It's, never, it's not private. Your salvation isn't private. When you receive Christ, it's not private. I have a private relationship. No, you really don't. It's public. It's corporate. It's with. And they got baptized in public. They got saved in public. And, you know, now evangelists say, close your eyes, you know, not embarrass you. And then they want you to walk up front, like, you know, and embarrass you, amen? If you can't open your eyes, raise your hand in here, you're not going to do it out there. That's just the way it is. So God's looking for bold people to, to declare him, amen? And settled. We settle in many, many different ways. If you stop loving, you settled. If you stop caring, you settled. If you thought my best days are behind me, you've settled. If you walk in church and you go, I know exactly how it's going to be, you settled. Me just standing up here, I know the type of sermon John is. I know what I'm going to say, you settled. We settle in many ways. And when I look at my life, not anybody in this room, when I look at my life, I have to be honest and say, there's areas where I've settled. And so God doesn't want us to settle. He wants us to soar. I remember my dad, uh, I was in Colorado, and he called me and says, John, you know, I'm starting a business. I need your help. So I came down there and helped him, and he had these animals. And one of the animals was a guinea. Now, guineas fly. They roost up high. They're not like chickens. They're not raised like chickens. They're actually wild. But the guinea's mom died, and he put the guinea's egg under a banny chicken. Now, bannies are just a third of the size of a regular chicken, and a guinea's almost the size of a turkey. So imagine a regular turkey, take two-thirds off it, boop. And so she raised that guinea as her own. And I would go over there, and I'd see her and these little chickens, and then a big chicken following it. And it would roost with the chicken. It would eat with the chickens, but its DNA was guinea. See, Moses, when he saved the people, the women at the well, they said an Egyptian delivered us because he was wearing Egyptian clothes, and he was raised as an Egyptian. And if you think Moses is a Hebrew name, no, that's a translated his. Egyptians hated Hebrews. And so for his daughter, she gave him an Egyptian name. She did not give him a Hebrew name. That's what we see Moses. That's a translation. They hated him. So she gave him an Egyptian name, and she raised him as an Egyptian, and she took him to the Egyptian gods and all the things, and he was raised as an Egyptian, but his DNA was Hebrew. And they said an Egyptian saved us. No, an Egyptian did not save you, a Hebrew. And if you're born again, your DNA is from heaven. And I don't know what clothes are on you. I don't know what thoughts are on you. I don't know what ways are on you. But your DNA is from him. An Egyptian delivered us. It's what they saw. When you look in the mirror, you see, I see your failures or your past. Or your, no, your DNA is from him. 
Now, the guineas at night would give a call. They would make this sound, and they would just, you know, like, it's just distinct. It's very distinct. And when they did it, when the sun was going down, the chickens were going in the chicken coop. It was a man-made chicken coop. My dad determined how high it was going to be, how wide it was going to be, how much room. And men have said words over us. And when I say men, I mean mankind. The words that we speak to ourselves sometimes are the most powerful. Because sometimes the ones we love the most, they sting the most because we believe it. See, it's not. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life if you believe. They were not spirit and life to everybody. They heard the words of Jesus and many walked away. It was only to those believed. God standing in the flesh, speaking to the multitudes. My words are spirit and they are life if you believe. Many have gone to crusades, heard Billy Graham, walked away, not saved. Many have heard Reinhard Bunke, walked away, not saved. Pontius Pilate standing before truth and said, what is truth? Walked away. Standing before the very embodiment of truth. And he says, what is truth? Everybody's not going to like your song. Everybody's going to not like your sermon. Everybody's not going to like where you go in the mission field. When I first went to Columbia, they hated me because they didn't like Americans. But I paved the way and I pioneered the way and Lena spoke. No, 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 friends. I'll bring you out. But they said, you're not going to have straw anymore. you got to collect the straw to make bricks. When you enter Christ, see, when you get married and you say, better or worse, you don't know what the worst is. We receive Jesus so easy, but are you willing to go through the heartache and the pain and still press in with him? It's not all roses. Many go to hard countries. You know, Jesus told the disciples, you guys are doing the easy work. Others have done the hard work and you're entering their labor. Can you imagine him saying that? So the sun is going down, and the Son of God is selling on the earth, and the call is going out. And those are those that are still walking in the chicken coop. It's the way they've always been, the way they were raised. But they would, the guineas would give the call. And I would be standing. I remember one, was one day the sun was going down, and the chickens were walking in the chicken coop because the animals know when the light, they go in. And I heard the guineas give their call. And I'm standing there, and there's the guinea walking in. See, he heard the sound, but not the call. God wants us not just to hear the sermon, but the call. Not just hear the worship, but the call. Not just hear the preaching, but the call. See, you can hear sounds, but do you hear the call? Is it just for someone else, or is that your call for healing? Is it just for someone else, or is that call for salvation? We're going to look at Moses, Pharaoh, and God. Because Moses says, I can't do this. And he, so he gave him Aaron. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do that. How I many have, Right? Wrong background, wrong, wrong gender, wrong country, wrong color, wrong age, wrong sins, wrong. We give God all our excuses. But then he takes the blood and he washes it. See, what we think are reasons, good reasons, are just excuses. And so he says, okay, take Aaron. Now, the first three plagues, Aaron was there. I'm just going to read some scriptures fast, okay? Is that all right? I talk fast. Am I talking too fast? So, so I preached before, and someone goes, man, that was good, but that was so fast. I might have to hear it again. You do that then. You hear it again. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. Inside I did. <laughs> the little John. It's like when we say I'll pray about it, really, we're like, nah, I ain't going. I'll pray about helping you move. Exodus seven nineteen. Then the Lord spoke to Moses say to Aaron, take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt. That's the first plague, blood. Moses, say to Aaron, what you rely on, what you wanted, what you needed, what you think you needed. But we got to remember something because we're going somewhere. What brought us to the bottom of the mountain, we cannot take to the top. 
Moses went up in the glory. Moses went up and talked to God. Moses, but here he was thinking he needed Aaron. So God says the first three plague, talk to Aaron. Tell Aaron. First three, eight, five. Then the Lord spoke to Moses. Say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers. It was the frogs. 8.16. So the Lord said to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land. And then he stops. And then God, and then God comes in. All right, Moses, I'm going to wean you off Aaron. Aaron's good. What you relied on, what you thought was good is not great. I'm going to wean you off it. Some of us think the pastor needs to pray for us. Some of us think we need to go to this seminar. Some of us think the hands need to be laid on us. Some of us think God only moves on Sunday mornings. Some of us think God lives here, but he doesn't live at home. And when my child's sick, I don't have the same strength. And even though we say the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, and those words are spirit and life, do we believe it? Not all believe. See, when you believe, then you act. It's the book of Acts. It's not just the book of prayers. It's not the book of thoughts. It's not the book of plans. It's not the book of a dream board. It's the book of Acts. It's what they act. There's no amen after Acts. It keeps going. God has a book of Acts for you to do, stuff for you actually to do. Some things you will speak, but some things you act. It can't be you're just praying for everybody else to go to the mission field. It can't be you're just praying for everybody else's business. There's things that God wants to do. There is a book of Acts he wants you to write before the foundation of the world, amen? So the first three plagues, I'll let you have, Aaron. Then God switches. Amen? So we have two things. And Pharaoh, at this time, he says, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. He doesn't want people to get saved. But once they get saved, he still wants to restrict them in their salvation, restrict them in their movement. And then God moves. The fourth plagues. And he says, and the Lord said to Moses, rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go. See, Moses, the fourth peg, I want you to speak. No Aaron, no rod, no, it's not like a magic trick. I want you to speak. 9-1, then the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh and tell him that he has speak. So we see God weaning him off Aaron. Then 9-8. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, take for yourself handfuls. Then he brings Aaron back in, and then God steps in, and then God does the next plagues all by himself. He says, just say, this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen. And then in 9.22, I was just reading this the other day. This, this just struck out to me. I never saw it before. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven that, he may be, that there may be hell in the land of Egypt. Your hand. See, before it was Aaron and his rod. Then you speak, and then it's your hand. There's some things God wants us to speak, and there's other things he wants us to put our hand to. And it's not them, it's not them, it's not Pastor Zizi and Lena, Pastor Allen. Pastor Allen cannot worship for you. He can lead you into worship, but he cannot worship for you. Worship for my breakthrough. Pray for my breakthrough. Touch me, anoint me, give me the, give me the impartation. No, there's some things where you need to go to the top of the mountain and face to face. Moses talked to God. Abram talked to God like a man. Jesus did not die on the cross so the veil would be ripped. So you just hear from a man week after week after week. When was the last time you sat, heard his voice, felt his presence, knew what to do, knew his voice. You have that right when you become born again. So this hand, and then, but I want to look at Pharaoh, what he's saying during this, because it's settling or soaring, amen? And 825, then the 825, this is after the fourth plague. Notice the fourth plague. See, he's resisting you, making it hard. But then as you get pressed into God, then he makes it a go. I'll tell you what, don't pray so much and you won't get attacked. There's people that think that. You know, I started interceding. James Dobson, who is not 
known, is not prone to the charismatic, the supernatural. He goes, I've never been more attacked on my life when I was on the committee against pornography. My daughter got on an accident. This is not a charismatic. This is not someone that says, I see 50 angels. Why? Stop doing what you're doing. Just do your radio program, but get off the committee. Now, he didn't go into that. That's exactly what it is. I'm going to attack you so you settle there. You're still saved, still going to heaven, still forgiven, but you don't have the book of Acts like he's given you to give. And so Pharaoh said this after the fourth plague. He says, then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, go sacrifice to your God in the land, meaning Egypt. But God says, take your people out and give them three days journey. Three days, three days in the tomb. Three days it was empty. Three days and then worship. And Moses said, it is not right to do so, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before the rise, then they will not stone us. We will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he will command us. See, Moses, he declared what God said. We need to declare and know what God said. Not just corporately, not just over the, the certain denominations, not what God's doing. What has God said to you and promises? No, I'm not going to settle here. This is what we're going to do. I'm not just going to worship on Sundays. I'm going to worship every day. He's worthy of the worship every day. I'm going to change. Some of us, I'm just going to be honest. Some of us need to change the music we listen to. Because if you just worship on Sundays, you're not a worshiper. You worship. Worship or spirit and truth. That's a daily thing. And I'm not saying you need six hours or seven hours. But when you feel pain, you worship. When you feel good, you worship. You don't worship him just because you're happy or he breakthroughs or healings. You worship for who he is before all that. But then Pharaoh said this. He goes, so Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Sounds good. Hey, he's going to let us go. Only you shall not go very far away. Don't go very far. You can be saved, but don't go too far in God. You can give your heart to God, but don't go too far. Don't go too far. Don't go too much. Don't give too much. You can go. See the negotiation? So here he is. Settling or soaring, we have a choice. See, Moses is talking to God, and God says, this is the plan I have for your life. Pharaoh's talking to Moses and said, okay, I'm going to resist you. I'm going to make it harder, and you've got to gather the straw. Then he says, okay, okay, you can go, but not very far away. I want to be able to see you. And Satan has allowed us because he didn't have a choice. We got saved. But now he says, this is how far you can go. If the apostle Paul only could go so far, he never would have wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Testament. If Apostle Paul got saved today, 90% of the churches, he killed Christians. He, he not just killed them, he sought them out to kill them. Most churches would put them in the back and just be thankful to be saved. Just be thankful. God has a plan for your life. Yeah, yeah. Give a, come up and give a testimony. You know, has his tattoos, was in prison, right? Yeah, I was in prison. I killed Christians. Amen. God saved him. Go sit down. Go sit down. You're not going to preach. You're not going to speak. You're not going to do anything. But God's plans are a little different. See, you don't go very far. I want you to be contained by your past, what they people say. Then, then he says this after the ninth plague. Are you guys with me? Of course, you're adults. You're going to say that. Are you with me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> after the ninth plague, darkness, then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, okay, see, notice the fourth plague. And he waited. Then let's, let's negotiate. Come back. Then, then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, go serve the Lord because God, he said, look, we're going to go with our livestock, our little ones, everybody. He says, go serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. So go ahead. You know what that means? That means you have to come back here. All right, you had your little Sunday, you had your little Sunday breakthrough, but on Monday, come back here and be depressed. You had your little healing, but come back here. 
Satan is not afraid of Sunday mornings, friends. Let me tell you, many churches have great services on Sunday mornings, great sermons, great sermons. But if they walked away from Jesus not believing, I'd be a fool to think you can't walk away from here from me. But listen, escuchen me, por favor. This is not about me. This is about you and God. Oh, John, I liked your sermon. See, when I started looking at, when I settled, I was like, what's the last sermon? The last sermon I listened to, I know, it was Alan's second sermon in this series. Second sermon. But what was the last sermon I really applied? Not liked, not applied a couple points. What was the last message I really applied? Because he's the bomb of Gilead, but you need to apply the bomb. What's, he's the rose of Sharon, but you need to be able to smell the roses. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. He's no name described. But what was the last message I really applied? I'm looking at my life. I mean, can we look at our lives today? Very raise your hands. Say, I look at my life. Not your spouse, not your kids, not your neighbors, you. You know, we're not a pitchfork Christian. Like, oh, that's for you, you know. Because when you die and give an account for your life, you are going to stand before him and be a steward. See, Moses, they said kill all the boys. But the midwives didn't want to kill the, the boys. So he told the Egyptians, throw them in the water. And Moses' mom put him in the the reeds, and then the reeds, the water put, the, put Moses down, and he put him in the reeds. At the same time, Pharaoh's daughter was coming down because God has some divine appointments for you. If anybody else would have saw him, they would have drowned him. At, at best, they would have left him alone because it was a command from Pharaoh, and they considered him as God. But Pharaoh's daughter says, oh, I can, I can take him. And she, said, she told her, her handmaiden, go get, go get him, and she brought it to me. And then she says, I will call him Moses, for I drew him out of the water. No, you didn't. You didn't draw him out. Your handmaiden did. And that's what we do with ministry. This is my ministry. I'm going to name him. I'll name him Moses. These are my gifts. These are my things. No, you are a steward for a season, and then that season will come to an end. You will breathe your last breath, and you are no longer a steward. You, Billy Graham says, I have two regrets. One, his first one was naming the ministry after myself. Friends, you can think it's your ministry or your gifting or you're this. You're just a steward. We carry Moses only for a certain time, and God put Moses in her hand to raise him for a certain time, and then he released him. So he says, go, but you can go, but you're going to come back here. See, at any time, Moses could have said, okay, and then, and, then, and then Pharaoh says, intercede for me. He could have went back to, I have a praise report, Pharaoh wants prayer. <laughs> Pharaoh wants prayer, guys. Woo, Pharaoh, Lord, change his heart. He's going to let us do that. He's going to let us go, but then we got to come back. He'll let us go and, and worship. God, we worshiped you. We didn't fully Obey you, but it was enough to satisfy me, but not you. I feel better, but you don't. John, you take mission trips to Mexico, big deal. I preached sermons before, and I'm not bragging. People go, oh, that was a great sermon, and in, inside I knew there was more of a release. Why? Because God and I knew, no, no, John, you did not release everything. They can say it's good. It's not if man says it's good. He says it's if I said it good. When God told Jeremiah, what do you see? And then he says he saw what God says. He says you've seen well. When you see what God sees over your life, you've seen well. Not when men say it's good. Not when your dad says it's good. Not when. See, I got saved when I was 13. My dad did not like the fact that I was a Christian, but God didn't ask Ask my dad. The purpose he has over your life is from him. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit agreed. Not your parents, not your dad, not the last generation, not the country. It's God. So you can listen to Pharaoh and settle at any time. Quit praying. Quit giving. I won't attack you so much, James Dobson. Just settle here. Settle here. You can go, but bring your livestock. Why? Because he knew they'd have to survive on the livestock. But then there was a tenth plague where the son died, and that's where God said, 
God says, Moses, it's not about you. It's not about Aaron. It's not about your staff. I'm going to hide you, put the blood on the door because it's about my son. And you don't know it yet. You just think it's about your Passover and you'll celebrate the Passover. But he put him inside and hit him. And when the death angel came, he wasn't looking at Aaron. He wasn't looking at Moses. God's not looking at what you do or can't do. He's looking for the blood. And when he saw the blood over the door, he passed over. So quit looking at what you've always done. It does not determine what you'll always do. Do you have the blood of Jesus on your life? When the blood he saw the blood. He says, go inside. Because if they were outside, they would have been dead because there was no blood. He has to see the blood, friend. There's two. That, there's only two types of people. Those that have the son that have life. Those that don't have the son don't have life. That's it. Two types of people, left and right, goats and sheep. There's no other way to say it. And so when he sees the blood of Jesus on your life, have you received them? Have you been, been born again? But it doesn't stop there. You can settle anywhere along the journey. It's your choice. That guinea thought he was a chicken, raised like a chicken. Moses raised like an Egyptian, but his DNA was Hebrew. Your DNA is from heaven today. It's not just from your parents or your mom. When you became born again, all the words, all the limits, all the containments, you can listen to those or you can say, God, I'm going to pass over every negative thing in my life. Pass over everything I've ever done. Wash away my past. If we put everything I've ever thought up here, probably everybody in this room would hate me. We're going to put on the screen I got news for you. We're going to put on the screen today everything you've ever thought of, ever done. There's not a person in here who want to be in this room. Not a one. Some of you wouldn't even be friends anymore. I didn't know you hated me three weeks ago. Well, I didn't know you hated me today. Well, we'll both hate each other. Let's just forgive. See, we don't want to settle. If you've loved more than you do, you've settled. If you're not willing to forgive, you've settled. If you thought you know everything, you've settled. If you think how everything's going to work out, you've settled. But God wants to take us. And so you have that voice of Pharaoh in your head. And you can listen to him or you can say, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go around the country and the nations and write checks where there was no money. I'm going to speak to kids and and youth and other nations that haven't been raised right. And you can speak to them and they have an orphan mentality and God can heal them. I'm going to have meetings where women are going to be healed and men are going to be healed from sexual abuse in a moment without years and years of counseling. So you need to know what God's called you to do. Not the church, not your mama, not your dad, not your grandma, you. Abraham went only went so far, then he died. Isaac went only so far, then he died. Jacob went only so far, he died. Billy Graham's not here. Ryan Bunky's not here, but you're here. See, what has God called you? to do and every night that guinea would go in the chicken coop and every night he would roost only so high my dad determined his height my dad determined his height and pharaoh wants to determine the height of your life you can only go this far you can only go to that country you only can go to safe places if safety is your goal you won't complete your destiny friends jesus left a very safe place to come to a very unsafe place and he is our example He is our ultimate example, not Abraham, not Isaac, not Jacob. So then the 10th plague, he says, God, this is all me. This is all me. And Pharaoh released them with stuff, with gold, with silver, because their neighbors give him favor. God has equipped you for everything you need at salvation. When you get saved then you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, yes, there's impartations, but he's equipped you as far as your heart to receive. There's other things where we grow. There's impartations. Paul says through the laying on of my hands, Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you. Whose responsibility was that? The Apostle Paul, lay hands on me. I already imparted. He said, you stir up the gift. Apostle Paul, lay hands on me again. I'm going to go through the fire tunnel again. I'm going to go to the, now look, I'm going, I love conferences. I go to conference, but I know this. They're, it's limited. It's limited. When was the last time you just sat with God and heard his voice? When was the last time you let him love you? 
When was the last time you just let him wash? No errand, no rod, no minister. When was the last time you just sat there? See, Moses, I know you think you need this, and I'm going to let you allow this, but where you're going to the top, you cannot take what taught you to the bottom. And it brought you out of the promised land, but it could not take you up. Well, Moses didn't enter the promised land. Yes, he did because he was transfigured. And where he was transfigured, that was the promised land. See, Jesus changes everything. It was Jesus. Before the cross, Elijah and Moses were transfigured. And they were transfigured in the promised land. And there's Moses with Jesus, talking to Jesus. And there's Peter, like, what am I going to do, build a thing? See, the disciples were always willing to settle. Jesus said, if you don't eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And they're all leaving. Whoa, 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 we're losing. Jesus, I know you're not a seeker-friendly church, but this really isn't working. <laughs> Judas, look at your money bag. They give us money like, Judas, come here. We're losing our money. We're losing our... And Jesus goes, you want to leave too? Why? I do and say what the Father does. Not Pharaoh, not who built the chicken coop. And what looks successful is not successful if it's not God's will. There's a lot of missionaries have go to a lot of countries who cried a lot of tears and made a lot of prayers. You don't know their name, but heaven does. There's a lot of people that made a lot of sacrifices. I heard of one man back when the, back when the presidents used to come in on ships, and it was back in the day, I forget who it was, and, this, and he, he, was, he came home at the same time from a missions. He went to missions, and I don't remember his name, but heaven knows. And the president of the United States comes in. They're all like, woo, and he goes, God, all my years of missions. <laughs> All my years of missions, and there's no one here to greet me. <laughs> I can imagine the feeling. God says, Son, you ain't home yet. You ain't home yet. See, what are you doing, what you're doing, and who is it for? Listen, moms, you're not just raising your kids to have a good education. They have a purpose and a destiny. And it's not about you deciding what college they go to. You pray and hear God. God, what do you want to do to your life? One will go to Bible college. One will be in politics, but one will be a missionary. You do not pick the destiny on people. And God has not picked. He didn't ask you what you thought. He didn't ask Pastor Allen if you wanted to be a pastor. He didn't ask Moses. No, you're going to speak. I can't speak. I'll give you Aaron just for a season. Listen, our little crutches are coming to an end. Our little thing. He's going to use you. Your words, your hand. Your words, your hand. When your child's sick, you have just as much. And it's not about, a couple weeks ago, Jen, who, Jen, who's awesome, comes to prayer. I love her. She comes up. She's an intercessor. She's a great part of our team, prophetic. Her ankle. Alan goes, I just prayed different. I didn't ask for healing. I declared it. Out of his mouth, you shall be healed. Look at how they prayed for healing in the Bible. They didn't ask for healing. They declared it. Look how they did. The prayers of Jesus were very short. Was not long. Stretch out. Take him to bed and walk. Hours and hours. Listen, we're coming to an end. We're what, you, what you relied on, it brought you to the bottom of the mountain. Aaron, I don't need you. I don't need your rod. I don't, I'm going up to meet God. I'm not saying we don't have pastors. I'm not saying forsake the assembly. You guys think you can have church at home just as much as well, you're deceived. You've settled. You've settled. And you don't pick, let me just say this, you don't pick where you go. Ask God. I was in Roswell, New Mexico. There was three large churches, 1,000, 800, 500. This was mostly white. This was mixed. God says, I want you to go to this church. I had to, was 30 people pull up the signs leaning against. I didn't pick where I go. It was a Hispanic, just these older Hispanic ladies. I loved it. Made all this awesome food. I heard more unknown guest speakers in that church that were powerful than I've ever heard. Any place. But he didn't say, John, I'm going to have you to Mexico. He didn't say those things. He just took the next step.
See, as that guinea's walking in the, in the coop, he heard the sound, but not the call. Do you hear the call today? Do you hear the call to come up higher? Do you hear the call to soar? Are you still going to be settled? Woo, that was a great Sunday morning. What about tomorrow morning when the devil says you'll never break out of your finances? That's when, that's when, did God really say, oh, you can have your powerful service. You can have your three hours. You can lay on the floor and shake. But on Tuesday morning, did God really say? And Moses says, no, we will go with everybody. Maybe not the first plague, Lena. Maybe not the second plague or the third or the fourth but the blood of Jesus he didn't have a choice he said get out get out all of you let my people go Satan you will release your people on the earth young people people with funny hair different earrings so there's Moses what God said there's Pharaoh I'll let you go not fully there's Aaron and the rod there's the man who couldn't speak but he comes down with the ten commandments by himself in his arms And the first thing is, I don't know everybody in here, and I don't know if everybody's going to hear this message. If you don't know God, that's the first thing. Jesus did not die on the cross so you could just work in signs, wonder miracles, preach, sing. He died so you could know him. That is above all. It's above gifting. It's above ministry. It's above you claiming I drew him out of the water. It's all those things. It's above having a church, having money. It's know him. He says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God, and the son whom you sent. That is eternal life. Eternal life is not living forever. Everybody's going to live forever in two places. Eternal life is knowing him. And see, a prayer is not going to save you, but belief in the prayer. There's many people that have prayed that prayer but are not born again because they didn't believe it. He says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, there's two things. You just can't confess. You have to believe. And it's not just about believing. It's confessing. And it's not just that there's no sinner's prayer in the Bible, but there is belief. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is God, and he died for your sins, and in the Old Testament, the blood covered. and the New Testament, the blood washes where it's no longer there. See, justice needs to be paid. In the Old Testament, the blood would cover. But because God's merciful and he's just, merciful says I want to be, mercy says I want to be merciful, and justice says I need to be paid. See, he's torn left and right. He's merciful and just. How do, you, how do you satisfy both? The cross satisfied both. Mercy was fully displayed. Justice says I'm satisfied. The blood's on the door. And when the death angel comes, he passes over you. Amen? So when that voice comes and says, did God really say, do you give him the full plan or the partial plan? Okay, some of, you, some of you are intercessors and you're not praying as much as you did because when you started to pray, you got attacked. So you're going to settle. I'll settle at the fourth plague. I'm good. Pharaoh says, I, this is, he, goes, he can see me as long as I can see you. I see you go to church. I see you do this. I see you do that. Just stay in the bounds where I can see you, Moses. This is your boundary, Egypt. No, we will go three days. Three days in the tomb. Three days of waiting. Three days of death. Because we read the Bible, it says three days Jesus died. The disciples didn't have three days. They thought it was over. Because they wanted to settle with the ministry. They wanted to settle with the signs and wonders. They wanted to settle with some of the fame. Because people are going, you're, 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 you know, how, just think about it. You know? Follow me. Two words. He never says you're going to preach the first day of Pentecost. He never said those things. Follow me. So, Lord, I just thank you that we have a choice today to settle or soar. And the choice you've given us is because the blood of Jesus. It's not because of plagues. It's because your son paid the price and the blood was on the doors and the death angel passed. I thank you, God, for releasing. And so, Satan, we say, let God's people go. Loose us and let us go because the blood gives you no choice. The blood gives you no choice. 
The blood has taken the choice away from the devil and has put it on you. That's where the choice lays. Do you want to just stay and settle or do you want to soar? That guinea had a choice, but his whole life he was laid under that chicken. He, see the thing with that guinea? See, chickens, we had a little feeder and they could barely see the water. And guineas drink in the wild where they see that reflection. That guinea never saw its reflection. And there's a lot of you that don't get in the word and you don't see the reflection of who you really are. That guinea always thought, I'm a chicken. I look like mom. I look like my brother. He never saw. Because my dad would grate that, grate that and when it rained, they had no puddles. My dad was excellent, excellent. Everything he did was excellent. There was no ravines. No one could trip. But in the wild, there was rivers and streams and there was like ponds where the guineas would see their face. So do you hear the call today or are you just hear a sound? Did you just hear a sermon? Did you just hear worship? Or did you hear the call to enter in, to go up higher and soar? Or are we going to stay settled? Now I look at my life, there's areas where, yeah, I'm soaring, and there's areas where I'm settled. But it's like the letters in Revelation, Jesus pointed out what he didn't like, not just what he liked. John, I liked your sermon, yeah, but when I go to God, he says, John, you're not being efficient with what I've given you. See, when I go to God and I talk to him, it's different than when man talks to me. And it's not out of hate or love, but he, who, who he sees as a son, he corrects. Not everything we're doing is all good. That doesn't mean we're bad. It just means that needs to be corrected. See, we're not, no, that's not part of you. But, John, you don't know what I did last week, but that's not you. That's just an act you did. So you get to realize your identity. As you get in this word, you realize, no, what I do is not just who I am. The DNA, Lord, I thank you. Everybody in here has the DNA from heaven, and I thank you. We're beginning again to soar, God. I thank you the first plague didn't release us, or the second thing, or the last season, or the last church, or that last movement. But I thank you, God, the blood of Jesus releases us to soar and releases us to go. That guinea could have flew over the chicken coop any time. There was no top. He just didn't know that he could fly. He never tried. God, I thank you some people in here that have never tried to do things, books, sermons, churches. Some of you are going to go into politics. Some of your kids are going to do greater things than anybody in your whole family. God, may we not contain them and just say, oh, you're too young to hear God. You're too young to prophesy. You're too young to pray. You're too young to pray for your brother and see healing. You're too young to pray for your teacher. God, may we be released and we release everybody to soar as high as you've called them to soar. An eagle can fly 10 to 20,000 feet. Feet! And the storm comes, they turn around. Shh. They that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. Not even chickens and not even guineas. But every night, they make that call. And the guinea would soar. They would all soar but one. One. So, Lord, may not one be left behind. They'd all soar but one. And if you're here today and you say, John, I don't preach, I don't do this, I don't do that, but you... God's placed things in you for the world. And it could be this world or that world. See, it's not about being famous, friends. It's about being effective. It's about your prayers that tear down principalities and powers. When I go to other countries and I pray for people and they'll say, oh, they're an intercessor, I always stop and I just say, pray for me. I'll take one intercessor over a thousand preachers. It's the prayers of the saints that make a way. It's the prayers of the saints that pull down. It's the prayers of the saints. Lord, I thank you. This is a house of prayer. And my house shall be called a house of prayer. 
And the Lord is desiring those who worship him in spirit and in truth. God, and I just thank you. I just feel like, walking. Lord, I just thank you. This is a, a platform of spirit and truth. It's not a platform of show or, or gifts or talents. It's spirit and truth. And I thank you for sending the call out across the world. And many houses have the sound. Lord, I thank you for the sound going out. But the next generation is going to hear the call. The next generation. And when I say next generation, I'm not talking about just age. I'm talking about the next generation that's going to do stuff. If you think your best days are behind you, you've settled. Don't believe that lie. I don't care how old you are. My best days are behind you. No, no, no. Your best God is with you now. He can do more in three and a half years than what they did in thousands of years. Thousands of years they prophesied Jesus. Thousands of years, prophet after prophet, plague after plague. But it was the tenth one that set him free. It was Jesus. He He redeemed every prophecy, every prophetic word over the Son of God. Amen? Moses, you can go but only so far. No, 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 no. He had to answer him. He didn't say, let me think about it. Let me pray about it. He already knew. And there's things you already know that you don't need to pray about. You need to act. And some things Moses spoke and some things he put his hand to. We just can't pray, pray, pray for human traffickers. Pray for the aborted. Pray for the foster child and never willing to put our hand to do something. You're not called to everything, friend, but you're called to something. What is it? He's writing a book of Acts for you. Because you're not me and I'm not you. And he doesn't need you to be anybody else because while you're trying to be anybody else, who's going to be you? So, Lord, we don't look to the left or look to the right. Moses didn't ask what Abraham did or Isaac did or Jacob did. Moses just heard you and did what he called to do. Amen.